Welcome to another episode of Mama Earth Talk. I'm your host, Maris Canal. Realizing just how much waste we generate on a daily basis, I've set a personal goal not only to reduce, reuse, and recycle, but to also educate the world about sustainability and how each of us can help preserve our beautiful planet. Thanks for listening. Let's dig in. I hope you are all doing super, super well. It's a lovely day where I am today. Hope you guys are having a super fantastic day so far as well. And if not, I hope that we can actually juice it up with a little bit of creativity today. Today's guest is someone who really kind of brings out creativity. And when it comes to sustainability and creativity, I often feel that the two is so interlinked, you know, because you kind of have to be a little bit creative to use a peanut butter jar with a widow's sock and call it a coffee cup or a reusable uh, cup. So I definitely think there is so much of creativity that we use every single day. And, you know, we, we just don't often label it as being creative. So I definitely think there's a lot that we need to kind of give ourselves a pat on the back as well. So therefore, I'm really excited to introduce this guest. She's a therapist, performer, creativity coach, and the host of the Sustaining Creativity podcast. She holds a BFA in acting from the Heart School and an MA in somatic counseling, psychology, dance, movement therapy from Naropa University. And during this episode, we talked about how we can actually use creativity in our lives to help us on our sustainable journey, fun ways to tap into our creativity, as well as some tips to help you when you feel stuck when it comes to creativity. Crazy birds, without any further ado, I would like to welcome Mari Reisberg. Thank you so much for inviting me. I can't wait to dive into all of the things about sustainability and creativity. I'm super excited to be here. I just love that. And on the topic of sustainability, like how did your journey with sustainability start? Sustainability in the kind of more mainstream sense has always been a part of my life. I grew up in Portland, Oregon which was a very progressive politically and environmental tap city in the 80s and doing lots of things that were perhaps seen as outside of the norm. But it was all about sustaining the environment and supporting the environment. So there's a lot of public transportation that I was introduced to at a very young age. And, and then as life has gone on, sustaining and sustainability has shifted into more of the creative experience and how to reimagine something as something else. So how could I, as you and I were talking earlier, use a container from one thing for something else? You know, I, I have a lot of jars that I will keep like beans and rice and things in and 
if I don't have anything to fill it back up, I'll use it as a vase for flowers. So repurposing things has always been a part of my experience and journey. I love repurposing things and how can I turn it into something else and use it again and create more more options and get more creativity and flex my creative muscles while I'm trying to use it as often or as many times as possible until until it falls apart or <laughs> it needs to be repaired. I yeah. love that. And I mean, there's so much that from a creative side that people can get their juices flowing with that. And so obviously sustainability was like one aspect and then creative journey. So you are a creative by heart. Like, can you tell us a little bit more first, like about your creative journey as well? And like, kind of what is it that you do? Like, what would people say is like your day to day as well? Creativity has been a part of my life for my entire life. When I was three, I was a rowdy three-year-old and I was sent to trapeze school and I was hooked on performing and the performing arts have been a part of my life since I was three. And that experience, you know, I then went to college for acting. I lived in New York City. I sang with an Irish band. I was a nanny. I experienced lots of things, did lots of travel and tours and creativity has always fueled my life. And I think the more opportunities we have to flex creativity, curiosity, imagination, the more rich our lives are, not necessarily in just rich in experiences. And that I love, I love being able to hold curiosity for challenging situations, for light situations and being able to really explore and experience all that something has to offer. So I am also a dance movement therapist. So I use the body and movement as a tool for change in therapeutic experiences and settings. And I'm also a creativity coach for performers and non-performers around awakening and reclaiming creativity in their lives. I see creativity as the way to transform your life. And it's a fun process. I think oftentimes people are like, oh, growth and change. Oh, I can't. It's so exhausting. And when you bring creativity into that equation, it isn't so exhausting. It makes it a little more fun and you get to play. And like, when was the last time you got to play or explore something with a new perspective and experience cooking in a new fashion of like, here are five ingredients. What do you want to make? <laughs> or, or if you don't cook and you get takeaways, how are you plating them on a plate? That's a creative expression and being able to flex more creativity. So I love supporting people to incorporate and awaken creativity in their life. Oh, I so love that's, that. That's my journey. <laughs> and like, how would you then just define creativity? Oh my gosh. This is a great, great question. And I think every time I'm asked it, I have a different answer. <laughs> Being creative. <laughs> it's a very creative experience to define creativity. Creativity to me is life and breath and it's life force. And it's also, so while it's that energy that kind of flows through us, 
it's also a place for us to learn to trust our ideas, to trust ourselves, and to explore what is possible. I think to be creative is to be human. That's how I would define creativity today. Oh, I love that. And creativity, like if I just kind of look at my journey and so many people that I know around me that when we go to primary school or even kindergarten, you know, we are very creative. You know, everyone makes their pasta noodle jewelry and you dream big and I remember when I was little, I used to build little houses every every other day. I had like a different house I would play in, but the house was merely a couple of bricks that I laid out <laughs> on the floor and that was my it. house, you know, and it was like full on. Yeah. I, I knew exactly what it looked like. You just like went wild. And as you kind of get older, people are like, oh my gosh, that house, it's not really a house. How, how do we tell this poor girl, you know? <laughs> and it's almost like someone is like silently shutting down that creativity. And it's almost like we can't express ourselves. It's like when you draw with crayon at the office today, people are like, is, is everything okay? Like, it's really hard, like how... We are taught to like make these pasta jewelry and, you know, they are beautiful. And then the next moment, it's like, how dare you use crayons on a piece of paper at the office? What like is your experience with that? You know, because you do believe that life is more fun when you kind of tap into that creativity. But then that creativity sometimes just gets like, boom it's it needs to be shut off now you know there's no no place for creativity in this office right which is unfortunate I mean there are several things I want to say about this <laughs> um, the first thing is in today's kind of business world I should say in 2018 Forbes magazine came out and said creativity is the skill of the future however no corporation is then bringing in people to support their employees to be more creative or have more creativity in their office, in their space. And so on one hand, organizations want to have more creativity, but they're not doing anything to support it in that space, which is very similar to what you were talking about in primary school or elementary school in, I'm not going to remember when this study happened, but this gentleman I believe he was a psychologist, George Land. He was hired by NASA to do this big research project around creative genius. And so he studied 200 five-year-olds and the five-year-olds, 98% of them kind of tested in that creative genius range. And then he followed them and did the same test with the same children at 10, 15. And then he did a much larger study of adults. And the creative genius percentage went from 98% to 32% in the span of five years. And then it decreased again. That's an intense number. <laughs> and then he did a much larger study with adults and learned that 2% of adults are considered creative genius. And yet we live in a world that is trying to value creativity higher to have people think more creatively, come up with more creative ideas, 
but no one is doing anything to support generating creativity in your life. So this experience of creativity, I know this is a long-winded answer to your question. Yeah, wow. Well, that's so fascinating. It's really like, it just like shows you how that decline is happening. Yeah, how it really truly impacts us in really big ways. And the thing about it is creativity comes from that subconscious mind space. So we as humans get really good at ignoring that because it's not popular or our ideas, someone has ridiculed us or made us feel a certain way about something. They've laughed at us or told us that that's a terrible idea. And so the more feedback we get from others in that fashion, the more we stop listening to that subconscious creative space. So the work that I do is really about coming back to that subconscious space. But to do that, we have to feel safe enough and have trust and that foundation of feeling like, oh, it's safe for me to share my ideas. No one is going to tell me that it's silly or ridiculous. And that's where this idea of psychological safety comes in. So now I get to bring in my my therapist hat. (laughs) Well, that's amazing. And I mean, I've experienced so many times when people, you know, obviously in this like Mama Earth tribe and all the crazy birds where they're like, oh, you know, you make it look easy when you go with your reusable bag and you want to fill up popcorn at the cinema. But when I do it, I feel like an absolute idiot because the person doesn't understand what I want to do. And a lot of the times I just want to kind of avoid that. So I don't even try. And I think, you know, for me, it's become a challenge in itself because I'm like, oh, wow, I got to eat popcorn out of my reusable bag because, you know, I didn't want to take the cardboard, even if it's cardboard and can be recycled. And yes, like, but I wanted to find creative ways. And whether it is using that peanut butter jar for an actual coffee cup because you don't necessarily have to spend 20 or $30 on a reusable if you've already got something. So it's really made me want to challenge myself even more. And once people see, oh, hang on, I never thought, you know, this could actually be used as this, but it's not set in stone that a tomato paste glass jar should always be a tomato paste glass jar. Like there's no contract when you buy that from the grocery store. There's no contract. They did not sign, you know, you didn't sign a contract saying I will only put tomato paste in this because when your tomato paste is finished, like you either have to make new ones or, you know, you're just going to buy another glass container with tomato paste. So it's things like that, that I'm really feel people need to get their creative juices flowing and see how they can actually use what they've got because it's really easy just to go and buy the most expensive sustainability kits that you can. But it's kind of a little bit more of a challenge to go and open up your cupboards and see what can you use here or actually going to your local uh, charity shops and buy stuff there and kind of, you know, make shift and use things that's a little bit more accessible. And so that, that for me is like really, really cool. And I know a lot of people find that challenging because we don't stretch that creative muscle enough. Right. And I, I love what you're saying too. And 
being curious about how many other things could I use this for? Asking yourself that question, all answers are valid. All of them, all of them are great ideas. <laughs> Try it. You know, you know, it's that problem solving experience of like, oh, I think I could use it for this. And then you try it and realize, oh, maybe I can, maybe I can't. But that process is the fun piece of like, oh, I can use it. Who knew? This is exciting. Exactly. Oh, I love that. And something that I've actually been going through the last couple of years, and obviously with COVID happening, there was quite a big chunk of time. COVID happened, we moved to Australia. So there was quite a lot of stuff that was going on in the same span of time. And for me, that really had such an impact on my creativity because I was like loving feeding off people and community and going to places and be sustainable. And here they were like, oh no, no, no more reusables. You can't use this. You can't do this. You can't do that. And it just almost like I would say suffocate. It felt like I was suffocating and I just didn't know how to like express my creativity. So obviously for a a couple of months, I didn't produce any new artwork. I was like, I don't, if I had to like sit down and create a new piece, I would be like, I don't know what to create today. I'll rather watch a movie, you know, kind of like that. So what would your advice be for people that are, they feeling like I'm just really stuck when it comes to creativity And I mean, they don't necessarily have to be an artist. They don't necessarily have to be in a creative field. But just by thinking creatively, they're just like, I'm stuck. I'm really stuck. I don't I don't know how. I think feeling stuck in anything is information. Do we have awareness of what is happening in the present moment? Am I being mindful? And so there's some mindfulness practices of paying attention to what is happening. I think that can be really, really helpful because once we know what is happening, we then have the capacity to do something different and to change that experience. Sometimes we just need to stop forcing it. Creativity comes from that space that needs a little more space to play around in and move. So going and doing a mundane task like washing dishes, folding laundry, taking a shower. 72% of people say they get creative ideas while showering. (laughs) So go take a shower, take a nap, do something different, change your environment, get outside, go on a walk, but make it a purposeful walk. And so I sometimes I'll walk around my neighborhood and I'll be like, "Um, today I'm going to notice all of the purple things that I see. And so giving myself some structure can help kind of spark some creativity. The other day I went on a hike and I paid attention to all the things that were yellow. And I thought, oh, I'm not going to see anything that's yellow. It's very brown. It's very dry here in Colorado. And by the end of my hike, I was shocked by how many yellow flowers or leaves or moss on a rock I had found. And that being surprised was a way to feel more alive with my creativity. So going and doing something else that might seem a little odd or silly can also help spark some creativity to then come back and do the painting you wanted to do or write the social media post that you want to do or repurpose the bag that something came in. You never know. 
I love that. And that's so true. And I always find taking a little bit of a break as well, like you said, and just doing doing something else, whether it is going for a walk or I sometimes like to do yoga nidra. So it's like, you know, for like the 20, 28 minutes or so, there's on Spotify one that I always listen to. I probably have given them thousands of like listens over the time. But yeah, I always listen to that. And it really kind of just like makes me calm. And it just like, it's almost like sleeping for four hours within a span of 28 minutes. And then after I've like woken up, I'm just like, oh, I know exactly how to solve this. So I find, you know, sometimes that just like helps so much because now I haven't really thought about that issue or, you know, whatever it is I'm going to do for like 28 minutes. And now all of a sudden, the first thing that I can think of is like, oh, this is actually the solution. So yeah, sometimes when I'm like doing stuff, I'm actually working on something, but I don't know it. So (laughs) exactly. Our brain loves to do that. It loves to take a little vacation and work stuff out subconsciously. Yeah, love that. And how can we actually keep on fueling our creativity? So once we've got that, you know, a little bit better sorted, making pasta, you know, necklaces, how how do we keep on going from there? <laughs> I would say the thing that I love to do is find something that brings me joy. I don't have to be an expert at it. I can be an amateur. I could do it for like, it's the very first time, but I'm, I'm curious. I want to try something new and I'm doing something just for me. It's not about sharing it with other people. It's not about showing it to other people. I will sit and watch really ridiculous holiday films and crochet. And it's like, it's just for me. It's not for anyone else, but it, it fuels my creativity because it's not a performative thing. It's not something I'm going to share with other people. It's just for me. And that fills my creative cup back up so that I, I can go out and share a social media post or talk to someone about creativity or do a a creativity coaching session with someone. But finding the things that bring you joy is so important. Get curious about it too. Sometimes there are things you, you wouldn't expect, you know, like your yoga nidra, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Never knew, knew, never knew. And I mean, like, I honestly just love also challenging myself and being an artist. I feel there's so many skills that I don't yet have that I would love to get. So like in the next couple of months, I would love to actually start a welding course that I can, you know, do my own welding, but something that I'm that I'm waiting for summer to come because it's a bit cold here now in Perth. So I am starting uh, skateboarding lessons because I've started teaching my little French bulldog to skateboard and she's come to a point where she can actually balance. But now I'm like, okay, I don't know myself. How do you turn? I don't know like how actually this works. So maybe I need to learn how to do it myself and then, you know, teach her a bit better. So that's like kind of the next challenge for me. I love that. (laughs) How fun. Like how fun. I did do some crochet classes as well. That was like in the beginning of, I think last year, I wanted to crochet like my own little makeup remover pads, like little um, 
So I took like, uh, I think it was about eight weeks or something. Yeah, it took me literally eight weeks to, to create these little, little pads. But at least I like learned a new skill. And it was so interesting because, you know, when I went to this class, I was literally the youngest person there, which doesn't always happen. So that felt great. <laughs> and then, you know, it was so great hearing all of this like, older people that, you know, this is like such a fun activity for them to come out and do. And they literally come, they've been doing these classes for years, every week come and do their crochet class. And, you know, just to see how they push each other as well, you know, so like all of the different projects that they were doing, and now they're trying to like, add something that's going to be a little bit more challenging. And yeah, so it was really, really cool to kind of, you know, see that. And I think that's definitely what I would love more for our crazy birds to actually do. And, you know, maybe start with one thing and then just like make it a little bit more challenging and just like continue from there. Absolutely. If you've ever thought about doing something and have never done it, go try it. You don't know if you're going to like it until you try it. Yeah, exactly. It's like, food as well please like I'm always like saying people please don't tell me you do not like peas you've don't you've never tasted this particular pea so <laughs> taste it and then say okay no it's really not for me obviously just like take one or two and then you know try it give it a go and then have an honest opinion it kind of reminds me of um we actually watched runaway bride like the other day <laughs> And I remember with like her eggs, like, you know, when she was with this person, she was like, oh, I like this eggs this way, this way, this way. And then, yeah, she actually tried all of the eggs and decided which eggs, you know, she, she likes. So I definitely encourage all of our crazy birds to go out and, you know, try things and see, you know, whether it is eggs, try and see which eggs you like and just be creative in that. And you also have a podcast. You are the host of the Sustaining Creativity Podcast. Can you share a little bit more about your podcast? Absolutely. So this podcast started in 2020. Prior to that, I, when traveling and doing things in person before the pandemic was happening, I would travel to universities around the country, in America, or in the United States, and teach my sustaining creativity work to performers and undergrad and graduate level acting and dance departments. And then I started talking to more people about creativity and how little people understood about creativity or were talking about creativity. And so when the pandemic happened, I decided I want to continue the creativity conversation. And so I started interviewing people from around the world about creativity, what it means to them, how they use it, how it has supported them in their life, what their earliest memories of creativity were. And the podcast has just taken off from there. And it's so much fun to hear people from around the world talk about their creative experience and how creativity is kind of seen in different cultures and different parts of the world. And people are doing amazing things with creativity. And I love being able to hear about it and share it with other people and continuing to grow this collection of creative conversations that I've had. And yeah, so that's kind of how the podcast got started. And this year I introduced a solo episode, which 
I haven't done for the past two months because I've been performing in a show and don't have extra time, but I'll take a topic that I'm interested in or curious about and connect it to creativity. So I've done one on creativity and mindfulness and creativity and safety and creativity and resilience. And that's been a lot of fun for me to take creativity and connect it to so many other things that we all navigate in our daily life. Exactly. And I mean, there's so many of those daily things that's happening to us that, you know, if we just add that little bit of creativity to some of the things that we're doing, whether it is actually working on a presentation or just having a conversation or, you know, anything, there is some form of creativity that, you know, I feel we we just sometimes switch off or, you know, you, you try to not have it in, but then in the end, you kind of, oh, it's missing something. Yes. It's missing that creativity that you, everyone's been telling you, no, no, no. Like you just need to give it out. So yeah, I'm, I mean, I'll link all of your podcast, like to, to the show notes as well. So Crazy Birds can find you there. What would you say has been one of the most important decisions that you have made around Mama Earth? Ooh, to spend as much time exploring the beauty, the challenges, the life, the love that Mama Earth has to teach and share us. So getting outside, being barefoot. I will say when I get really stressed and I can't go outside, I will stick my fingers in my plants to feel the earth and soil and like ground myself. So that's a creative way that I like connect back to Mama Earth. But yeah, get as much time outside and I surround myself. I have a lot of plants in my life. So really bringing mama earth inside when I can't get outside. Oh, I love that. That's amazing. Yeah. Plants inside definitely makes such a difference. So I've not stick my fingers in the plants though, but I, uh, I will give it a go. <laughs> the creative <laughs> Creative yeah. way to ground yourself. Yeah. And now we are moving into our final five. What is one social media account or publication that you follow? I follow this social media account called Turtle Healing Energy. It's a very sustainable resource, but also she does Reiki and Oh my gosh, so many other things. <laughs> it's this like, collection of things. She makes bath salts and eye pillows and all of these really wonderful, supportive pieces. Her name is Erica Shrek, but her website is Turtle Healing Energy. Oh, cool. We'll definitely check that out. And what is your hope for Mama Earth going forward? Ooh, my hope is that we continue to pay attention and listen to the lessons that she has to teach us. And what advice can you give our crazy birds this week to actually help out Mama Earth? Take some time to get outside and notice something new about the earth around you. Maybe it's colors, smells, sounds. Allow your senses to guide you to explore new parts of your yard or new parts of your walk to the office or something like that. And what is one sustainability fact that you like to use in a room with people not yet on a sustainable journey. I love talking about thrifting. I'm a huge thrift shopper and recognizing 
the benefits that thrifting has for the environment, not only does it keep clothes out of landfills, it reduces carbon and chemical pollution caused by clothing production, it lowers water consumption. And then most thrift stores also support kind of local charities or environmental causes as well. And I love being able to support it simultaneously. And you never, you will find some amazing things at thrift stores. Yeah. I love it. (laughs) I've gotten so many like amazing deals. Like I bought a backpack there the other day, which was like a proper, like really like a nice leather backpack. And I checked the price online and it was like close to $300 and I got it for like 10. This is amazing. And I actually had my eye on something similar that I wanted to buy. And then when I saw that, I was like, this is a sign. (laughs) So yeah, (laughs) I love it. And also sometimes when I kind of want to borrow stuff from someone, but they don't have what it is that I need, then I love to go and support these thrift stores, you know, buy whatever it is I need for the event. And then after the event, I just kind of take it back. And then, you know, they've obviously made money off me and then they can resell it again. So it goes kind of, you know, again. So yeah. And where can people actually find you? I am on all social media platforms at Sustaining Creativity. You can also find me at my website, sustainingcreativity.com, and you can find Sustaining Creativity Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. I have new episodes that come out every Tuesday, and there are over 100 episodes so far, so you can go back and listen to all the previous ones as well. Awesome. And for any of our crazy birds that might be in Colorado, where can they check out your show? I am in a production of Mamma Mia at the moment (laughs) in in Conifer, Colorado. It runs through the end of July. Oh, awesome. And now I can't remember James Bond's name. What is? Pierce Brosnan. Yes, Pierce Brosnan. Is he he also starring in there or? (laughs) He is not starring. I unfortunately do not get to act opposite him. But (laughs) the person I am is great. wonderful oh awesome well thank you so much we are going to link everything in our show notes crazy bird so you can find everything there easily yeah thank you for all the work that you're doing and making people realize that you know we we can be creative in fact we should be creative in everything that we are doing so thank you for that thank you so much for having me it's been such a treat to chat and hear the things that you do and talk about creativity. I love it. You're most welcome. And that's a wrap. Huge thank you for our amazing guest for being on the podcast and for sharing their journey with us. You can find the show notes of this episode on the mamaearthtalk.com's website. The biggest thank you goes out to all of you crazy birds for listening to the podcast. If you have not already listened to all of the episodes, You can go back to a few of them. You will absolutely love them. I really enjoyed recording every single one of them. And I really hope that you enjoy listening to them. There's over a hundred episodes. So if you feel a little bit lost on which one to listen to next, maybe select one of the episodes with guests that you might want to know more of and start from there. If you enjoy the episodes, why not tell a friend about the podcast and maybe share an episode with them? 
let them know that we are here and we are waiting for them with open arms and they are all very welcome to join the crazy birds globally. If you have a question for me, please send them over. The best way to get in contact with me would probably be a DM on Instagram. You can either send it to my personal, which is at Zero Waste Mariska, or the podcast, which is at Mama Earth Talk, or send me an email at hello at mamaearthtalk.com. If there's a particular guest or topic that you would like to hear on the podcast, let me know. I love to hear from all you crazy birds. New episodes are uploaded every second Monday. So make sure to subscribe that you do not miss a thing. Mama Earth has a voice and it's us crazy birds.